1: Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Spurs Show in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. Well, it's deja vu. What is it? 1994 all over again? Is it the sugar years? Is it Christian Gross? What is going on? I mean, we're all in lockdown and we have this one thing, football, that kind of just keeps you going. And and I must admit, and I put this out on Twitter or something during the West Ham game, I'm I'm beginning not to care. It's so turgid. I'm beginning not to care. And uh, and I'm obviously a massive Spurs fan. And for me to even openly admit that to others was a big thing. That's how bad it is. But anyway, to talk about it tonight, we're in a bit of a crisis. We're going to talk tonight about, obviously, the West Ham defeat. Jose Mourinho, is he the right man at Tottenham? What should the board do? And we're talking ahead to the game about Wednesday and uh, on Sunday. Joining us is the screenwriter and head of factual drama ITV. I was about to say Max Pope because it's come up. (laughs) <laughs> his son, Jeff Pope, sharing sharing his Zoom with his son. We was all doing it. I came up as Ella yesterday and had a big picture of a cat behind me with a big big meeting with the Americans because she's been using it for homeschooling. But anyway, Jeff Pope's here. Hi, you, Jeff?
2: Good evening. Hello. <laughs> Are you well? Well, it's uh, it's it's y- you 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 wake up and you try and tell yourself it doesn't matter. It's just football. But unfortunately. Everything is so magnified at the moment that it absolutely does, and and it's a struggle. You know, since Sunday, it's been a terrible struggle. And I, I the weirdest thing is that Liverpool, Man City, and West Ham. I mean, maybe the other panelists will disagree, but I actually think it's some of the best football we've attacking football we've played. But uh, it's just you know it's just so depressing. It's like the beginning of the season, we, we would, we would won more games than we lost, but and this was my experience of watching Tottenham at the beginning of the season. There'd be an attack by the opposition. The ball would end up in the arms of Lloris. We'd see a replay of that attack. Uh, the replay ends and we've already lost possession again. <laughs> We just, we never, I never got to see us in possession of huge stretches, but we would win those games. Now we're mm-hmm. playing well. The Everton game was a great example. Uh, and, and you look at us and you think, wow, you know, now we've got something about us going forward, but we can't defend.
1: Yeah, you're right. Well, also joining us tonight, uh, we have for the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, Pete
3: Hayne returns. How are you, Pete? I'm um, very well. Thanks, Mike. Good. Uh, all, all good here. But um, interesting. Oh, I think he's fallen
1: asleep. I don't know. I got interesting. <laughs> no. And they just went, I mean, he's so depressed. It just went, I just can't be asked to talk. I can't be asked. Just, just a very no, big sigh just... will sum up. So that that's the show, really. Just a (sighs) thirty-minute. Thank you, good night. That's it. Anyway, we can indeed. We'll be back with Pete in a minute. Also joining us from the O2 Centre and and co-producer of our wonderful new podcast Middle Please Umpire that we're doing with Mark Wood and Miles Jupp. Nathan Kosky returns. How are you, Nathan? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm not bad. How are you feeling at the moment? Is it like, Jeff, is it just really, really getting to you? Yeah, I think so. I think that it's,
0: it's, it's like watching the same game over and over again. <laughs> like You know, what's yeah. going to happen. You know, at hal- you you know, we're going to let it an early go or just, you know, you, something's going to go wrong. You know, at half time we're going to have four, you know, three substitutions and everything. The whole tactics and lineup is going to change again. You feel like, as you say, attacking wise, we're playing some brilliant football and but defensively and or just uh, it's unforced errors they call it in in tennis don't they just uh, costing us time and time and time again and you know the question is i guess and we'll talk about it is that the manager's fault obviously the butt stops with him but these are individual errors and as a football manager you you would be tearing your hair out at some of the basic errors that are leading to goals and 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 it just uh, it's it's almost hard to pinpoint where
1: the problem is yeah, you're right. But it's also, uh, Pete, it's kind of also senior players. I mean, again, just to remind people, you know, when... And let's let's not forget this. The last days of Pochettino were very poor. Uh, there was talk that the players were tired, uh, the high-intensity training. There wasn't enough variety. Uh, there was talk that he had lost the dressing room. The, we assume that Daniel Levy must have taken senior players, including Harry, came to one side and said, "Look, you know w- what's the feeling here?" Because he's our big ass asset. And as sad as we all were to see Poch go, we all understood the reasons why it was done. Now, many of you to this day do not agree with it; think he, he should have given more time. But we all understand why it was done. And it was done because the results on the pitch were bad. And Pete, here we are now with another manager, the football not as good, not as enjoyable, and we're losing the same, if not more, games. How long do you think they will... I mean, I know there's a big thing about compensation. He might pocket £35 million uh, if they do sack him. But at the end of the day, Enit, we've got deep pockets. They've got the money if they really, really need to do it, and they've done it before. How long, I mean, and let's talk of this maybe the next few games. What is your perspective, and, and what are people, you and other people, saying within the Tottenham Hotspur supporters trust at the moment?
3: I think it's a difficult one, isn't it? I've, I've sat on the fence, to be honest with you, since Mourinho took home. Um, I can remember actually being in Lily Whitehouse the night that um, Potch was sacked and by the time I got in my car and driven home 30 miles I'd already heard whispers that Mourinho had been lined up and as it came to pass he was appointed the following day. I'm I, If I was Daniel I'd be looking for a, a replacement for him now. I don't think Daniel will pull the trigger on him yet. I think he will probably allow him until the end of the season. Yeah, there are the whispers that are in the press today about, oh, he's got four games to turn the season round. And you look at those four games coming up, and that under normal circumstances, <laughs> you would say they're yeah. relatively simple, straightforward games. Yeah. So they've got Palace, Fulham, Burnley, and Wolfsburg. Um, now, if he loses two or three of those, I would seriously expect not to see him leading us out at the cup final. Um, He gets two, three wins out of those games. Then I suspect he probably will get to the end of the season, but there's something seriously wrong. I can't put my finger on exactly what it is. There's a lot of hearsay, a lot of rumors, a lot of whispers. Obviously, the players are tired. You know, we've played forty games this season, and you could tell the way that Hoiverg started the game against West Ham. Now I think the first ten minutes, you know, he misplaced passes, didn't look good at all. Okay, we conceded in the first five minutes. Um, I think tiredness plays a part. I think Harry looks probably about eighty percent. I think Sonny needs a rest. Hoyvirk needs a rest. There's a lot of those players need a rest. Um, but that combined with some poor results some bad tactical misjudgments from Mourinho I don't think there's any doubt about that He shut-up shot after losing that three-goal lead against West Ham and has been very defensive ever since that to me does not make the most of your avail- of your assets and make the most of your skill set in the t- the team. Yeah, we're so much better. We're on the front foot, as we've shown after we went 2-0 two deal- two down against West Ham on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, Jeff, let- let's talk about, you mentioned their team team selection, because we don't know what's going on in training. As I said at the top of the show, uh, players weren't happy with potch Things come out today about, oh, it's w- we're still doing attacking... Um, uh moves that we learned under potch it doesn't do anything with the attacking and all we don't know all that well i i, I don't like to be a, one of these shows that speculate stuff we don't know what we do know is the team he's selecting now last week we played uh wolfsburger we beat them 4-1 apart from a little scare with a silly penalty another error sissoko giving a panel in that bar it was relatively comfortable uh gareth bale uh played in that one played about 70 minutes we all thought that's much better um i we mentioned last week's show all all of us on the last week's show thought i i I have no doubt he'll start against west ham but again we see the lineup eric lamella and i uh, you know i think you know he's been there a long long time now injuries aside i don't think he gives us enough um, I mean, I won a lot of money. I always have a belt on him to get a yellow card. That always comes in. Always well worth a flutter. That came in. But you immediately go, why isn't Bale starting against West Ham a big game? He's just had 70, you know, and, okay, more has scored. But I mean, I know we can do this throughout the team. And, and also the main thing is the defence, is the chopping and changing. Now you chop and change when you don't know you're the best defence. And we don't have a best defence. We get that. But, Nothing in any previous game, Jeff, has seen us go sanchez Dyer, Yeah, both of them in. So us as Spurs fans, we're scratching our head before ball is kicked and going, what is he doing, Jose?
2: I, I You're right. I I did think Bale looked... The one good thing about... Well, actually, uh, you know, second half, I thought we played well against West Ham and I thought yeah, Bale... Yeah, did.
3: But I think they late. let
2: us. Yes, you're right. You're right. We're, but, you know... There was a really telling moment for me in that West Ham game because I, I, like everyone else, has been thinking, is Potch the right man for us? And I think Pete was right in his analysis of what I think, how it will unfold. But there was one telling, really telling moment. Do you remember that against, going back to the Liverpool game, uh, their first goal where Firmino scored, it was a dire, possibly Lloris mistake. The ball was crossed in and Dyer left it and Lloris left it and Firmino... And the same thing happened uh, for the Antonio goal against West Ham. Uh, Dyer left it. Now
1: to there's me, been many, many other occasions. Tottenham that bent in ball. Lloris, shall I come? Step to the lines like a sort of cat scared cat position, uh, and we concede many goals
2: like that. That's it. My my sons and I were counting, and we, we reckon there's at least fifteen goals that are down to you know uh, uh, our, our errors. Not, not play by the opposition, just basically us giving them goals. You know, like Aurier's penalty, um, etc. etc. I mean, the Man City goals were bizarre. Um, but what 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 that goal, the Antonio goal, made me think is that surely, as a coach, someone has to get hold of Lloris and Dyer and say, OK, where, look at what happened there. One of you has got to take charge of this, and one of you has got to clear that ball and you know kick the ball the the you know get it into Rose ed and the and yet the same thing happened against West Ham ball into the box dither between Larice and Dyer the same two players goal so surely something is amiss with the coaching there surely some you know that you can't if you make the same mistake same mistake twice surely something's gone amiss there. Um, and that was a that was a very telling moment for me in that game. I, ju- I looked at it and I just thought, on the replay, ju- Dyer again is just hands out, you know, and he. Ter- I think he turned to Tanganga as if it was Tanganga as well. And I'm thinking someone's got to get a hold of him and say, no, no, you can't
1: do that. Yeah, you, uh, you know, your Virgil Van Dijks, take control. In real time, I thought Hugo should have cleared everyone out. In real time, I thought he should have come off his line, knocked over two of his defenders, and 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 and, and did something. Nathan, I mean. Wh- where, where do you stand on, 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 on the team selection? And, and again, just to add here, because we're talking about Dyer. Jose's always liked Dyer. reportedly tried to sign him when he was at Man United, he tried to tap him up. And of all the chopping and changing, Dyer is the one that he seems to start with week in, week out. And don't get me wrong, early season, Dyer was playing really well. Let, let's, let's hold our hands up. Dyer had some good games, but there's been a clear crisis of competence in Eric Dyer's play of late so why is he starting in every key game right well
0: first point just to go back on Jeff if you need a, a coach to tell you for a keeper to come off his line or a defender to clear it we've got a huge problem because they should they're they're they're, they, they're making mistake after mistake which the fact you and I can pinpoint them and see them very clearly shows how bad they are because normally you see goals and Really technical goals, coaches will spot little technical mistakes that maybe we can't see. But these mistakes are, are, are glaring, and that's that's really the worry. Going back to your question on Eric Dyer, you're, you're, you're right. He's, he's, he was the one player that seemed to really flourish under Mourinho this season and look and and, and unquestionably be the first choice centre back on, on, the, on the sheet. But for whatever reason, these you know, the the goals that we're letting him seem to have damaged his confidence. He's clearly not playing with the same same sort of authority that he had at the start of the season. So I think, but I think the difficulty is who's playing well there. Who are you going to play at centre-back instead of Dier? That no one. I mean, Alderweirel done okay. He probably has made the fewest mistakes. Sanchez is just so up, up and down plates and do some really good things. And we know can, can obviously uh, make a mistake as well. And, and then Rodon is obviously still very young and, and, and else. So there isn't really the problem is like you said there isn't a back four. Then at right back, who are you going to play at right back? Without Ori, who's probably been the best of the bunch. We don't. We don't really. No one is there. There's no one player in that back four that is a, a definite first pick.
1: Yeah, and 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 Pete, Pete, this is obviously a conversation we've been having. For years is a conversation we've been having since Pochettino was there we knew that was one position that had to be changed, uh, the last centre-back to, to be sold was Vertonghen, for Vertonghen for was seen to be over the hill, moved him on uh, he wasn't properly replaced by like by like big international defender with experience. We brought in the last transferman J- uh, Rodon from uh, Swansea, who had an awful game against Liverpool. But then Jose backed him. He's going to play the next game. He's going to play the next game. Wonderful, well done, nice to see. But he hasn't been seen since that. So he's backing players and then getting rid of players. And and the other thing to, to add now, Pete, you can also talk about. You want to mention the defense starting games before the goal we we were like running in treacle. I thought there was something wrong with my TV. I started playing remote controller I thought Have I got this on like rewind, slow motion. It was so slow. It was just bizarre the slowness, the tempo, the underhit the the, the every pass was being under hit again. This is starting a game in a massive London Derby,
3: Pete. I know these twelve o'clock Saturday, Sunday mornings are horrible, are not they? You know, even as a supporter, <laughs> dragging out of bed, getting some coffee, and watching a game at twelve on a Sunday. It's I, I both the start of the first half and the start of the second half. It's almost like it's been ingrained into them through the coaching staff don't give anything away, don't overcommit, don't do anything silly, let's hold it, let's get to 15 minutes, nil-nil, and then we'll start, maybe expanding the game a little bit. And that clearly doesn't work when you've got a back five who are so lacking in confidence. You know, going back to what Nice was saying, you know, we've not had the same back five in the in the league for 12 games. Now, I know injuries have an effect on who you start in 11 is, but... Even so, how can you expect someone like Deere is quite clearly um Mourinho's first choice on one of the first choices on the team sheet, if he could keeps having different players alongside him week in, week out? They don't establish a rapport, relationship. And obviously, yeah, the error there was between Dyer and Larice. I'd probably give Larice more criticism for the first goal. Um, I think when it was on match of the day two they analyzed it and they said that Lucas had missed a run that Dyer then had to cover and left the gap. Well, yeah. It's got it can't just be the back five, you know, the defensive midfield unit have got to work as well. Um and that to me isn't working and that's if you if you're gonna address anything you would think Mourinho with his record, that's what he would be addressing. As you say there's all these stories coming out in the press today about They work on the defensive routines and they concentrate on the opposition as opposed to looking at how they're going to break them down and how they're going to beat them. Well, if that's the case, you've really got to ask a question about the coaching staff, and unfortunately, that would include Ledley. What are they doing at the moment? How do they see that being resolved? And for me, you have a settled spine in a team. Now, I think I know what my team would be and the settled spine that I would pick. Clearly, I don't think Mourinho does. And I would play that spine as far as possible throughout the season, obviously ensuring that when you have injuries or you have a loss of form or you have a little bit of tiredness creeping in, whoever comes in to replace is a direct replacement that slots in perfectly into that system. That I don't think we've got. I don't think Mourinho's got a clue what his best side is. You're right, and but but Jeff
1: also offensively, you know again. There's talk about oh, we, they don't do any attacking um, <coughs> tactics at all. It's all kind of off the cuff and all that. <coughs> but earlier this season, we said there's many many weeks on the show. Obviously, why it was working before? Kane on sun on fire, get the ball from brilliant. In recent weeks, that hasn't been happening. And once you take them two out of the equation, we have nothing we have nothing i mean Lacelso to me hasn't done enough when he was fit i still don't know what kind of player he is you know he's certainly no Ericsson yet but, okay, but he's been out but even with him in the side what do we have without with having him out the side creative midfielder, the tempo, the sort of, the Modric, the, the, the metronome, keeping things ticking, moving. As you said, when you go to the replay, we've lost the ball again. So, A, we're not holding on to the ball. And when we are getting it to Kane and Son, if they're not doing it, we have nothing. We look like a very, very average team who, if it wasn't for the start of the season, could be in a relegation battle. It's that bad. Would you agree? Yes, I would. The, um, uh, the, the it, it's, it's.
2: It's so bewildering because you, you, you know, you, you can't, he brings on, he brings on Deli Alley and it's, it's almost like, I can't remember when what Deli Alli used to play like and when he was good because all he is now is kind of must be a confidence thing. It's like pitter, patter, pitter, patter, ridiculous flick, loses the ball <laughs> there on the edge of our box. Um, and, um, you know, he's tried, he tries uh, Eric Lamella. He tries Lucas Mora, Bergwine has suddenly departed. Yeah, disappeared. I, I, again, I was thinking before tonight, I was thinking, hang on a minute, when we were really flying top of the league, he was playing Sissoko and um, Heuberg. And I'm thinking, oh, what happened there? What we don't, and it was Dyer and, and Alderweireld, Hoiberg and Sissoko, and there was a solidity to us, and um, you know we were getting goals on the break. And then he seemed to chuck that away I, I, for reasons that are lost to me. I can't remember why that why that went. He brings back the saddest thing is to see Harry Winks and Deli Alley come come in for you know either starting games or as a sub, and just looking at them and thinking I can't. They're so pale,
1: the imitations of what they used to be, and I it's bewildering. No, you're right, Nathan. We're gonna, we're going we're gonna have a go through a quick break. And then when we come back, we're gonna, we're gonna widen the topic up again. I'm gonna go through our transfer policy, and because there's a big wider question here, it's not just Mourinho, it's not just Pochettino. You know, we've got to look at Enoch and their record. So we're gonna do that after this very short break. And we're back for the break. Uh, don't forget, this season we are in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, they give us some very interesting odds, uh, which I asked for. Jose Mourinho is now seven to four not to be at Spurs on the by the last day of the season. Seven to four. They still think he will be there. He's five to two on still to be at Tottenham on the last day of the season. However, he is now two to one favourite to be the next Premier Manager to go. So whenever that is, the next Premier Manager to go, and you look at some of the (laughs) managers down the bottom, two to one, or you can have seven to four, that the results will continue to get worse, and he would have gone um very quickly Nathan what do you think about those that those those are interesting odds that's kind of that's where it's got I mean because I last week I think we mentioned this sort of odds and it was like forget about it he was you know six to one odd or something great it's come in considerably
0: yeah I think I think and and I think he's obviously the saving grace has been the cup runs and and like we just said you can't I don't think you can lay all the blame at Mourinho but ultimately he is the one that will carry the can for it, as Pochettino did for uh, a year a year or two ago. It, it, I think the lot. Of, the next few games are key. I, I really believe that. I think it's really really hard for him if we don't beat the likes of Palace and Burnley. I think the cup finals then become and the cup runs become a, a smaller part of the problem. You know, they don't they don't mask the problem. I guess we really need some wins. I mean, this this was it. Five, if you lose seven or eight Premier League games out of nine. That's you know for any team, let alone one that has ambitions to be in the Who top, four, top is, four, absolutely. Is, is 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 a is a big, big problem. It'll be hard to disguise. I, I don't think I don't think he will. I think he I think we will win enough of those and get enough points in those to, to soldier on. But that's that's it is it is a it does feel like a bit of a key t- key time.
1: You're kind of right, you think we are, but as we've said and you know, Jeff before. These errors. You know, I went to the West Ham game, absolutely thought we we're going to win this one. Five minutes were a goal down. Okay, second half turn things around. Two minutes later, we're 2 0 down. Game's over. And there's so many pundits on, on social media. Oh, we were really good second half. Yeah, they sat back. They they would us. They sat back and went, okay, whatever. We got a goal. But I don't remember Fabianski making a save. Yes, we hit the bar under Bell. We were a bit lucky when Sun uh, deflected it. I'm just going to go through now sort of a broader conversation, gentlemen. I'm not going to go back 10 years. I'm going to go back from the moment that Gareth Bell was sold first time round. And I know this is different managers. And I know this is, uh, well, we didn't really have, we haven't have had a football director for a while, but different uh, 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 scouts. But here are the names of the players we've bought since Gareth Bell left originally Lamella still there. Had, has he done it? I don't think so, the money. Soldado, didn't work. Paulinho, didn't work. Ericsson, yes, he was the best of that thing. Kapure didn't work. Kirakesh didn't work. Chadley didn't work. Ben Davis, well, a long servant, not the you know, week in, week out, but you keep a good squad player. Fazio, didn't work. delia absolutely worked. Stambouli, Gone. Vorm didn't work. Dyer Utility player. Played in two positions. Good squad player. I wouldn't play him week in, week out. Yedlin. Went. Son. Brilliant. Brilliant purchase. Out of old, yes. Njaye. Disappeared. Wimmer. Disappeared. Trippier. One or two seasons out of him. Sissoko. Yes, I think he was awful for a couple of seasons success. Janssen, no. Wanyama, one great season, disappeared. Lopez did nothing. Nkudu did nothing. Sanchez, 42 million, hasn't improved since his debut season. Yeah, um, Mora, well, you know, Ajax aside. Aurier, 17 million pound, done all right. Lorente did a job as a utility player. Foyth, didn't work after it, a good start. Gazaninga didn't go. Undumbele, yeah, early days, but yes. Bergwine, mm, early days, disappeared now. Cessignon on loan. Lascello injured, haven't seen him. Clark, we haven't seen. Gedson been and gone. Region, early days. Holbier, yes, so far. Bell, Jew is out. Hart, Jew is out. Doherty, Jew is out. Rode on too earlier. Vinicius, that's it. I mean, it's a staggering. List of players for, off the top of my head, probably close to three hundred million pounds. Sorry to depress you, Jeff, but there's some names there, isn't there? Well, it's it's um, for me. It started when
2: Delielli grew facial hair, <laughs> <laughs> and, and at that point he disappeared and hasn't ever come back again. And there are listening to that list. It is truly, truly fascinating to remember some of those i mean we 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 all got excited i mean my son had a had a shirt a spurs shirt with Gold Ardo on the back when we <laughs> <son> sold Ardo. <laughs> that was bizarre <laughs> um yes i guess you'd have to say there are too many of those that didn't work and and also easy to easy to say it now but you, you, we we're two center backs sure every season six See, you look at City; they always seem to be buying centre backs. I, I now they had the uh, I Am Eric Laporte and Stones and a couple of others, and and then they bought another one this season. I can't remember who he is now, but he's been brilliant for them.
0: yes has, and he has.
2: Think, wow! And we bought Rodon, who who well, he he, he got he got his trousers taken down against uh, didn't he? And yeah. uh, I suppose it's that thing of build from the back, and Eric Dyer is is. Convince Mourinho that he's a centre-half. Turns out he's not. You know, he's, I don't know, he, he did play well early in the season, but there seems to be a thing with him that he, I don't know, he just hasn't got that, I'm going to take charge of this. And and bang, in he goes. So many average signings. Nasser Chadley, I remember him. Um, Kapuwe. That was the depressing... All the bail money was wasted, wasn't Yeah, it? The only, absolutely. The only one any, any worth anything was, was Ericsson.
1: Yeah. Pete, for the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, you obviously have regular meetings with the board and Daniel Levy. Has it ever been brought up about a kind of football director? I know we had them... Uh, for a long time. We had the Italian guy there for a while that didn't work out. A lot of, you know, allegedly a lot of money was going on awful players. Many I've just mentioned there. Harry Redknapp came in from memory. He didn't want one. Uh, Daniel Levy then became much more hands-on with the players' staff. I think we all know, since the stadium build, he's obviously been much busier with the whole stadium build. Do you think, does the Trust think as well, there's... You know, there's been a real vacuum there when it comes to a, a football person close to the coach.
3: Yeah. We touched on it very, very briefly when Trevor yeah. Birch joined the board. Yes, um, he's barely there. Yeah. But it was it was almost like with Trevor's contacts, it seemed like that was going to be addressed, that Daniel was going to step away a little bit from... The footballing side and leave that very much to the the football board headed by Trevor. Um, I trying to think back in the last couple of meetings that we've had with them whether we've specific, we tend we tend not to talk about the the generalities of the squad and the team and specific players, but inevitably we look at, do you think this is a good idea or not? And I know Daniel's wavered from time to time some parts at times seeing we really need a football director because that maintains a continuity through managers as they move on. So you're not continually shipping out all the old managers' favourites and buying the new managers' favourites in. You know, that initial churn of players that you get sometimes when a manager takes over or changes. Um, To me, I thought, that that move for Trevor Birch was a positive move that was going to give some sort of consistency to player purchase and retention. Um, I know one of the big issues that Daniel's always said in the last certainly two or three meetings we've had is that it's always difficult to move players on. and We've seen that, for example, with Danny Rose. And a couple of the other fringe players as well. Um, if you're sitting there on a good contract, why would you take up the opportunity to go to maybe a Division One or a Championship side for less money? So there's always issues there. Um, I I mean, when you've listed all those players, you know, there were quite a few of them. <laughs> I thought were really good good purchases and may still prove to be good purchases you know I think Rodon's one for the future I think yeah. Session Young can be one for the future oh, I hope so I don't, yeah. don't, I don't think we've seen the best of Bergwijn. Um I certainly don't think we've seen the best of Chelsea and Nondon Ballet um, I, th- I think Aurier's got better Sanchez is the one who really disappoints me but again going back to the point that I was making about Eric if you've got, again, Sanchez coming in and playing again alongside a different centre-back week in, week out, and a different full-back on his side, how is he going to gain consistency and gain confidence as well in his abilities? Um, yeah. I think there's a, there's a player there. You're right, he makes mistakes, but he's still a youngster. I mean, he's still 23, I think, 24, but maybe that's... Maybe that's where we are lacking, you know, someone with experience. You know, if uh, if Toby's legs were a little bit sprightlier, you would say he'd be the one who'd play alongside and bring along Sanchez, you know, with experience. But Nathan, there was there was talk, Nathan, of, a-
1: apparently, again, this is just rumours, Jose wanted the big centre-back, I think it was wanted into Milan... Um, or someone called Shrin, Shrin-, Shrin-, Shrin- That's the one.
3: Shrinar,
1: like, yeah, yeah Shrinarka, whatever. That was apparently the one he wanted. But then the whole Gareth Bell thing happened, and the, you know his wages, and you know, and Gareth Bell came in who has barely played. But I know he came injured. Uh, hopefully now we'll get. I mean, you know, we thought, you know, we we all thought he'd start uh, against West Ham. Jose today in the press conference said. Gareth doesn't have to prove anything to me. I know what he can do. He knows when he's ready. He knows when he needs that run of games. You think, well, the bloody pick him. pick him, Because if we're winning games, I understand players can't get into a team if it's a winning team. I get that. But if you can't get into a losing team, you know, if you're Gareth Bell and Eric Lamella is getting in ahead of you on merit, then there's a serious, serious problem at the club. Nathan, what do you think about maybe the centre back position and, and those other issues?
0: Yeah, look, 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 first thing on Gareth Bale, you, you know, he's shown enough in the last two games. Now is the time, give him these next three or four games. And, and if at the end of it he's lacklustre and he's not produced, then you, you can't you can't say he hasn't had that run of games. He's now shown those sparks of magic, particularly against West Ham, where he wanted the ball and was getting on it and was driving us forward in that second half it's the time to say, right, go and, go and bring us to life, go and, go and do it. And in terms of, in terms of the the players in and out that you've said, the one player that for me, uh, and and maybe I'll, I think, uh, Dembele, when he went, was, everything has turned to that, and it's been said before, but for me, he was one of the, great players I've seen in my, my Tottenham years just never gave the ball away and look at all of our goals now they're all virtually from giving the ball away and and it's right I, I had the same thing as Jeff like the replay I'm like how did we lose the ball and I, you don't even know how we lost the ball because you never saw it and it's a it's a, it's a running <laughs> joke in our house as well so and you never find out how because they never show you you just lost it but Lembele was one of those players when you in trouble he'd just get you out of trouble and we lack that but and your question of centre-backs, so I've, I've rambled on there, picking up on the other points, but with centre-backs as well, look, I think at the start of the season, we looked at that squad and we thought, this is a great squad. And you and you just rated all the players and maybe give a few a, an on-the-fence opinion or a negative opinion. But at the start of the season, if I'd have asked you that, you might have been more positive. So something's happened to the players or they just seem to have, they're just not performing. And 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 the question the question is why?
1: There's not performing, and I don't know. I know no one likes losing games, Jeff. But there's no joy there. You look at their body language. There's no even when we scored, even the more we scored, we're barely celebrating. There's something within the sort of I don't know their mojo at the moment that's just not you know under potch not not the end, but you know um, prime potch. There was a great team ethic. There was wonderful togetherness. Not, I mean, okay, we're not there. So I know, but every club doesn't have that synergy with fans because no fans are there. But that seems to be lacking. Although again, if you believe certain things, certain senior players, Harry Kane would be the big one, is still happy with Jose. And I mean, wish, 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 I think mean, it's a bit of a miracle to be honest if that is true it, it all
2: <clears throat> for me it all traces back to the uh, the last 8 minutes against west ham the first game of we played against them at our place <clears throat> that we were so good going 3-0 up no and um, it was so devastating to to come out of that game with a draw when we you know we we literally controlled every aspect of the game and it all seems to to me it, it we were flying. I think we might even have been top or close to top, and everything was going well. I, I, I actually, I actually do agree that um, with Nathan that at the, you're right. Actually, um, we mustn't rewrite history. We were pretty excited about that squad at the beginning of the season, and we loved the fact that we were nicking games that we we had thirty percent possession. Um, and very few shots on goal, but we loved the fact that we were so deadly, and and we we kept telling ourselves, he's got a style of play, and um, it's not Spurs, but but we're getting the three points, and and it's it's just so baffling how it's how it's unravelled. I mean, when at the end last year's, I mean, we, we were saying earlier about Poch, we should have given Poch more time. The point about that was that. What I could tell, he didn't want more time. He wanted to go. I thought he felt that was that was it. And anyone who's had experience of big corporations knows that a, a chief exec or someone senior like the, his equivalent, after four or five years, people stop listening. You know, they need a new message. So I, you know, I, I got that. But um, I I just I it's the it's how directionless we, or how headless we are because. Because I, you know, I do think we played well against West Ham second half. I thought, I actually thought bizarrely, we played well against um, Man City, and I thought we played uh, well. Obviously, I thought we played well against Everton in the cup. But how can we, how can we go from the the, the misers, the teams that don't give away cheap goals, that the best defensive record in the league,
0: to where we are now? It's so sudden and so shocking. It's you know it's amazing at the start, at the start of the season? They were whether you like the tactics or not, the players were absolutely bought into it and they were fighting for everything. And they, you know, and I, and it, it is bizarre that something has changed. And I know you would say at the end, players were not playing for Pochettino. You could see it. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think we're there. It doesn't feel like we're there yet. Cause we do keep getting reactions, but for whatever reason, the confidence and just that belief is just, I've never seen it ebb so fast. And I, I know it's, and I can't, I can't, I cannot figure out why. Maybe only you need to be inside the camp to really know why. And, but or it's just something they're just going to have to work through. But it's a really dramatic shift from where we were with belief and with a uh, togetherness, whether you like the tactics or not, to where we are now.
1: The frustration, Peter, is exactly that. West Ham nine points ahead of us, but we know we have the better squad. We know we have the better players. And yet he can't get a tune out of them, and Moyes can get a tune out of a very average squad at West Ham to currently be fourth in the league. That is the fans' frustration. We know there's if if our team is just this is up a, a playback shit, media production. Then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Get all the we'll associated links to this podcast or whatever. Spurs We know we've got a, a good team there. They're all internationals. You know that's the frustration, isn't it, Pete? That he can't get a tune out of them.
3: That's right. You know, and again, going back. Oh, I don't like harping on about what Poch did with the players, but he made good players better. I haven't seen any evidence that Mourinho is making good players any better at all.
1: Yeah, no, that's a very, very, very good point.
3: And that is the frustrating thing. I, he's obviously much more of a technician. He's not one of these guys I don't think he's going to put his arm around a player and control them and or kick them up the backside if necessary yeah it's his his reputation at Chelsea and at United in that he always finds a scapegoat, and it clearly that would be part of the reason I'm guessing that Delhi's not been involved and to me that is going to upset the squad ethos. Um, now what else has gone on behind the scenes I I had no idea clearly they're playing in difficult circumstances but so are other teams as well you would think that maybe the bubble and the the protocols they have to work in would focus the team mentality a lot more Um, clearly clearly not working
2: the the point about selection is an interesting one because there is a a statistic which if you look at it if you look at the most played 11 players uh most play most played 11 tottenham players this season it's not the best 11 players now some of that obviously is a little bit to do with injuries but not all that's not all it's not the whole picture you know there's there's lots of um, you know davis and sanchez and Soko who aren't playing well of all are all up there in that in, in that first you know first 11 based on minutes played so something's going on
1: yeah you're right well let's just look ahead to this week Uh, Wednesday we play Wolfsburger we're 4-1 up sorry we haven't really gone into detail with that Wolfsburger 4-1 win but obviously there's been more pressing matters Uh, William Hill think it's going to be a nice relaxing night for us Uh, obviously we're Even I mean, Jose said today he'll play virtually the same team, it's gonna be fringe players. I know some of the youngsters, Scarlett, Bowen, Lavinia, Kirkin, McIndain, John, are all trained with the first squad today. So I think we're going to see a very inexperienced team. Um, William Hill will go Vinicius 13 to 5 to get the first goal, Spurs 7 to 4 to win by three or more. There's basically no value, um, in, in that game, and then Burnley who have had a sort of average season but we all know what we're going to get against Burnley on Sunday it's going to be, I mean I take probably both their centre-halves if I'm honest strong won't make too many errors, they're going to be in our faces, men behind the ball break us down we know we're going to get there Jeff, don't we? Yes we do, is it I can't remember, is it at us or at Turf Moor? It's us, what is it the lane? Sunday two o'clock.
2: Well I, I I could see us losing one nil to Wolfsburg, you know, one of those kind of games. We're not going to go out, but I could see us sort of having some embarrassing one nil. Blip. <laughs> um, Burnley, I'm just I, I I dread, I dread. It's the last team we need to play now, you know. Yeah, I, everything you everything you said, Mike. Um, uh, Burnley will nullify us. We're short on confidence. That's a terrifying prospect. I don't I don't I don't
1: have any great hopes for that.
3: Yeah, Pete. What
1: are your thoughts on it? This, uh, this, these two games.
3: But I think we'll beat Wolfsburg comfortably. I think we can see us winning that three nil. Um, hopefully, some early goals and bring on, as you say, some of those uh, youngsters to get a bit of experience. Burnley, uh, it's going to be difficult. Oh. They've won two out of their last three away games. Won the Liverpool and three 0 at Palace. It's not <laughs> going to be easy, and I. I normally go for a two-one win, but I can see a one-all draw, maybe a 0-0 draw, maybe a nil-one defeat. I'd, it's one of those games that you hope you're going to start turning it around and we get two wins out of two, but I can't see where that would come from.
1: Yeah, Nathan, can uh, are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, Wolfsburg uh, and then the big one, the big one, Burnley. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous now. You know, where's the next bloody league win coming from? Nathan?
0: Yeah, I I, I probably think Wolfsburg will be probably a fairly straightforward 2-1, 3-1. One, one. Um, didn't look great. But Burnley, well, well I, I, instant gut reaction is 1-0. But that, that's assuming we can keep it down to 1.
1: Yeah, well, uh, if that's the case, Jeff, and, 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 and results don't go the way, and Daniel Levy suddenly decides, you know what, I've got to make a change in now, I think if that is the case... I could see like a caretaker manager coming in. Any candidates out there you sort of think would fit the mould and then if he did, did a good job for the season, might then get the job filled into next season? I think, uh, first of all, I, I don't, I read the thing
2: about, you know, cost 30 plus million to fire Mourinho. Surely, given how shrewd Daniel Levy is, surely there must be some kind of performance-related scale in there.
1: Well there's no there was no break clause in there there's no break clause so they'll keep paying him until he gets another job i think that's roughly how it works on a lot of current contracts they go to another team you don't get the compensation now but you know that that's my understanding of it but any managers i mean obviously benitez has been mentioned
2: the obvious ones are um, the obvious ones are uh, brendan rodgers and the uh, and Nagelsmann. i've read read all about that
1: i i i don't I but they wouldn't know. come. They wouldn't come in this season. There'd be there'd be a caretaker manager, wouldn't there? Which is why I don't think he'll sack him before the end of the
2: season. Why? Why? Because we're still in the uh, Europa League and we're still in the you know we've got until April for the and April to May is not that far. So I think I think they'll stay. The one I had a funny thing the other day. I was watching how well they played, and I was just looking at Scott Parker and thinking how impressive he is. So, uh, That's you know left field, but. Um, it's hard. It's hard to get. The, I mean, it's hard. I suppose I'm still suffering from uh, a kind of, you know, low level depression from pots going.
1: Yeah, I think all of us are. Pete, what's what's your thoughts? Do you think, regardless, he'll be given the rest of the season, and then do you think they'll try and get a prize in a Nagelsmann or a prize in a Rodgers? Who, I mean, why you'd want to come to Spurs currently is is, 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 is a whole other podcast, really.
3: Yeah, I I can't see Rogers leaving Leicester. They're looking pretty confident for maybe a Champions League crack next season. Um, Lagelsman maybe is a different matter. I wondering what David Pleat's doing.
1: Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> Pleat and Sir double act, can you imagine? <laughs> oh that,
3: dear. that wasn't that wasn't serious. But you yeah, oh, know the, the <laughs> comment about Scotty Parker, you know, imagine Scott Parker with Ryan. Mason and ledley King for for three months, that would interest me, but again, I can't see Scott leaving uh, Fulham until he's done what it looks like he might keep him up mm.
1: Nathan, what do you think have you heard
0: of anyone that i, I, I not I, I just don't think i don't think i disagree i don't think Parker and an experienced manager is what we need now if we're trying to attract the top talent in europe, which i I guess is still the plan and 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 you can certainly retain the top talent that we have I think you need a you need a really top-class manager to really convince people that we're that we are serious about going to the next level. Because let's be honest, that's what Mourinho was. That's what the plan was with Mourinho. And, and yet, it still may. River, if he can get through the next few games, he he, he can still get through. But I, I think I think it will be hard not to have a top manager in that in that spot.
1: Yeah. Well, look, I think we've run out of time, guys. Uh, apologies to everyone at home with with the four of us. Have, thoroughly depressed you Uh, but this is cathartic this is a help group the spurs show is a help group it's therapy we're all feeling this way Uh, we're all in it together Uh, i mean i mean the one the one plus point is none of us had to physically travel down to n17 and watch this turgid abject awfulness at the moment Uh, jeff thank you so much for joining us again lovely to see you thank you Uh, pete thank you so much Nathan, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, Next week, we've got Jeff Horton, owner of the Legendary 100 Club, back. Dave Edwards, the DJ and uh, wonderful commentator for Tottenham uh, of the club. And he is. Daniel Wynn joins us as well. Uh, We'll be back then. Uh, Until then, come on, you Spurs.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.